Grant, like Brant. <laughs> oh, see, now you fucked me up because I. Did you say Grant? <laughs> Grant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Brant, you just became my favorite white person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you as Brant now. <laughs> She'll do it. I think that's great. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Coming to you live from Hollywood Boulevard, California. Pre-recorded in a small southern town of Atlanta, Georgia. Also considered the Hollywood of the South, where the world of Tyler Perry is. And Marvel makes a lot of their magic. It's failing Hollywood. I'm your host, Mikey T. As always... And with us, also as always, is Brant. <laughs> or Graham. Or Graham. <laughs> um, we have a guest today, and I'm just going to bring her right in. Um, we have Diani with us, like Dasani. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So proud of you. Um, you know her from such titles like The Suicide Squad. Blacklist, and most recently, Twisted Metal. Welcome to the show. She's a SAG after actor. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. SAG after an uh, actor's equity. Yes, um, equity. I don't even know what that means. With that, I think it means money. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know what the difference between SAG and AFTRA is. Is there SAG actors that aren't AFTRA? No, because, uh, you know, they joined, they merged in the 80s. Oh, so, so it's funny. I think it's just the SAG actors that are um, on strike. I could be wrong. We've talked, there's been a lot of very confusing discussion about it. But no, you are not SAG um, unless you are SAG AFTRA. Or you can go FICOR. A lot of really fun, nerdy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and you are based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I am. Yeah, I think, I think you're the first one from Atlanta we've had on. We don't have we don't have too many remote guests, but I'm, I'm glad we have you because I've actually like I feel like we send people out to you guys all the time. Um, I've never had that opportunity. I've been to Atlanta, but I've never seen the work there. So I just uh, everything's going to be questions about, hey, how do how do they do that in Atlanta? And, <laughs> and which is it's going to feed mostly into the strike, I think, more than absolutely anything, because mm-hmm. you guys are striking as well as us. That's very national what's going on right now. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, can I cuss on? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, you can. You can. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of. That's my man, Graham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we we, ha- we have them in the SoundCloud bank too. You There's... go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I need yeah. your folks to know. I know that his name is not Graham. Please know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brant. Um. Yeah. So I guess. Were we'll... you telling me or were you telling your listeners? <laughs> <laughs> telling everybody i was telling mikey he keeps calling me grant i don't know where he's getting that from yeah i mean i've been screwing up since the day i hired you then it's i'm just going on what you said he came in every day he comes in he really has a different name sometimes it's g money g money uh my uh uh, alias is bartholomew roberts that's a new one Mm -hmm. yeah that's i would like to call you that yeah (laughs) may i call you that oh that's so fun i always uh tell people my middle name is bartholomew and i don't know why i just think it's fun 
Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. I really like it. It's funny because Bartholomew Roberts, I wanted to call you B Rob. <laughs> so. I like that way better. I actually I got it because like I, uh, in high school I was really into pirates, and Bartholomew Roberts, uh, also known as Black Bart, was this Irish pirate who like took like four hundred ships in like three years, and then ended up dying by a cannon uh, cannonball hitting him when he refused to like surrender his ship. Like badass to the max. So that resonated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me, Mikey. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Little pirate trivia. I know. <laughs> so I want to know more about you before we get too deep into it. Uh, since you're an actor, what what got you into acting? Has this always been a dream? Have you been doing this since a young age and stuff? No, um, I wanted to be the first female Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. <clears throat> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just always, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm dying. No big deal. <laughs> um, I, um, I don't know. I have just always been a little, have you ever seen either of you, the movie Little Miss Sunshine? Of course. Mm-hmm. You know, Abigail Breslin with the tiny, you know, glasses and like a briefcase. That was me. I was, I've always been um, this human with this set of sort of morals and this sort of need to wake up every morning and like, what system are we fighting today? You know, Um, and I just thought I could do that um, on a grand scale in in, within the system. Uh, And I just thought being the first female chief justice would be really awesome. And then at some point I found out that that was an appointed position. Yeah. So more political than, 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 um, than service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I, there were, I knew there were going to be too many like sex videos of me out there to <laughs> become appointed. Cause I went to college. I was just saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. What age? Cause you're the little Abigail. And then you went straight to, so oh, there's I'm, too many sex videos. Yeah. Of me out there. I'm pretty sure RBG has, like, a, has a few out there. <laughs> no, I just, um, well, because I had that, I graduated from high school and then I, um, I still kind of wanted to do that. And I thought maybe I could swing it. Uh, but I had already known at some point that it was an appointed position and and through college, I decided uh, that it wasn't going to be feasible in that way because I went to college to find myself and to find some D and (laughs) I didn't didn't want, I like, I'm fine with it, but I didn't think that the United States government would be into it. Um, so it was when I said I was like Abigail Breslin, I mean, like I had always known what I wanted to do, like right. from a very young age, like my friends talk about me holding court at my desk Jeez. in like the third grade. I, I like the <laughs> first one they talk about is like I was I was having a holding a symposium before third period about how men should not beat women like just <laughs> just ridiculous shit. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I graduated from high school and I went um, I moved to new, no, I graduated from high school and I went to the university of, of Alabama roll tide. And I had a major, uh, in political science with a concentration in international law. Holy crap. Uh, and I, <laughs> it's very strange. My, my like Russian oligarchies professor really liked me and was like, you know, if you don't think that you can be the first female chief justice for various reasons, why don't you, and I'm bilingual so that she was like, you know, why don't you consider 
working in the State Department and the State Department test is given in New York and it's only given like once a year. So I moved to New York after high or after college to right. take the State Department test to work within the State Department to be um, an attache or a um, a uh, member of the ser of the you know service of the government service industry. And then randomly, because I had, um, so, so there's, okay, so I also, <laughs> when I started to think that I wouldn't be able to make, be the fe first female chief justice, I was like, well, I'll be in the military and I'll be a JAG officer. So there were all these <laughs> service-centered yeah. jobs that I thought I was going to do, and I was going to be in ROTC in college, and that was, this is, you're going to have to cut so much of this. It's such a convoluted <laughs> no, answer. I'm so great. sorry. This is great. It all stays in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be an ROTC in college. And then this was along the same time as the Clinton administration. So they had mm -hmm. cut the, the defense budget um, and they weren't necessarily like I wasn't, uh, you know, my whole family was military and my grandmother had put 20 years in and she retired in E8. And I'm very proud. Like I have a very con uh, conflicting, conflicting feelings on, you know, the military industrial complex. Right, Cause I'm like, right, right, right. To be happy. but I'm also a really proud army brat and like military brat in general, my whole family. So I was like, well, that's how I can serve the humanity. I can be in the military and I can be a JAG officer. Um, <laughs> so I was going to do ROTC in college. And then my grandma stopped me and she was like, Hey, it's not the same military that I served. So I will support you through whatever. Just please don't join the military. So then like the, my freshman, the, the summer of my freshman year, right before I enter college, uh, my grandma talked me out of joining ROTC. So I had to figure out how to do, how to pay for college. Yeah. Um, ended up very randomly getting a, a scholarship, a theater scholarship. I hadn't, I had done, uh, one so i was in choir growing up and then my the senior year there was like a brand new um uh theater department in my high school it was like brand new and they were like hey you sing would you like to do guys and dolls so i auditioned for that and so i thought maybe i can do it in college since i'm yeah. not going to be in the military now yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. i auditioned for a scholarship and i got it i think just you know well you know and right place right time <laughs> I think they were just like, hey, let's throw some money at this brown girl. Uh, and <laughs> I got it. <clears throat> I got a scholarship. And um, so, like, uh, I think just by then, you know, cut to me graduating college, I had made friends in that department and I had randomly gotten a couple of roles. So I go to New York where a lot of my friends were going because they wanted to, you know, they wanted to do Broadway. Film and TV was nowhere. I didn't even know, like, people like me and like, I'm still in the very much of the mindset that Marissa Tomei from a different world is a Latina. So like that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as seeing myself in film and TV went, you know, like I thought she was one of us. She is not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's where I, I, I thought there wasn't really a place for us. So I, you know, I didn't. And like I saw Jennifer Lopez as a fly girl. So I'm still very much on the State Department track. One of my friends who also moved to New York was like, hey, you speak Spanish, right? Yes. And you sing, right? Yes. There's this show called Dora the Explorer and they're auditioning. And I was working, um, I don't know, as a temp at some, I think at Mark Echo Enterprises. Oh, I was man. at this point like his executive assistant. I don't know if y'all know, he's a huge designer. Any of those t-shirts with the with the rhinoceros in the circle? Oh, okay. That's him. That's Mark Echo. I was his executive assistant. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and a friend of mine was like, um, this show is auditioning, so I made up a resume. Sorry, um, Nickelodeon. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
made up a resume. I went upstairs to where he films the models, and one of the photographers that I had made friends with took a picture of me. That became my headshot. I auditioned and I booked it and like for the next two years while waiting to take the State Department test I accidentally <laughs> was on tour with Dora the Explorer. Oh whoa. It was like yeah. a Broadway show? Um it was the Broadway tour. It was a Broadway um, tour. So yeah. So yeah, so that's really insane. I so, you know, that happened and then I stopped doing that and then I went back to Mark. <laughs> um and I was working with him and then a friend of mine again I did a random sh workshop in college and somebody was like you should you know you should sing a Mimi song from Rent and then the show Rent was auditioning and I was like well I did it once yeah yeah <laughs> let, me let me see if I can do it again yeah. and I fucking booked it and went at to least Japan. one thing on that wow. resume is is correct <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's insane I you know i and like you know I kept doing it and fell ass backwards into that into the theatrical union and so had to do it because I was putting money into it. Sure, and yeah. I, I I don't know, like I hurt myself in New York, came back to work in Alabama while um, recouping. And since I was already in the union, I figured, well, let me see what's going on in Atlanta. And quite literally, it has been, I've just, Blown every up. couple of years, I'm like, well, when I stop booking, I'm gonna go to law school. Like it's, it's on, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> and I just very luckily, that's not real wood, but we'll, you know. <laughs> that's that's still a plan? You're still planning to go to law school when acting <laughs> dries up a little bit? I would like to, yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm a you... fucking rabble rouser. You know, I fucked around during the pandemic and started a, a fucking, not nonprofit because yeah. we never signed the paperwork, but pretty much a nonprofit with some friends. And we gave away like $30,000, $40,000 in Holy grants. Crap. So like, if the world will have me, however it will have me, I'll take it. You might need to stop auditioning for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. A, <laughs> we'll see. I accept the compliment. Thank you. Yes. Sir. Yeah. I, I I do have one question that I was stuck on a little bit. I don't know what a jack officer is though, but it sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a judge advocate general. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's J A G. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds that, a lot lot less dirty than that's, that. That's not what I was thinking at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm also very good at jack off. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it, and you can cut it. But like y'all, that would <laughs> taken, she's taken, ladies. But y'all are missing out. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know. That I would... was immediately think, picturing like an officer coming in, and be like, you know, soldier, these socks are too crusty. You know, or something like that. <laughs> Monitoring what they do after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different type yeah, of boot I, should, I need to i need to enunciate the next time i talk about you know, jack you're still doing it <laughs> i know i'm sorry now i'm just no, doing no, it on i purpose. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i think i think the jack officer show i think that could be a hit right there you know it'd be, it'd be it like did exist it, it existed, and I was so pissed off because then I was like, everybody's going to think I want to be a JAG officer because this fucking show exists, but right. I wanted to be a JAG officer before the stupid show existed. <laughs> but you, so do you started acting on shows and stuff up in New York then? Um, in You mean film and TV or theater? Yeah, film and TV. No, no. I, until Georgia. Again, I until fell Georgia? Yeah. Isn't Blacklist filmed up in, in New York or am I wrong about that? Yeah, no. In um in a very Diani turn of events, I have lived in Atlanta for a large portion of my adult life and have rarely gotten to work out of Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> Atlanta okay, fair enough. Atlanta don't want a piece of this. <laughs> no. 
But is that that's where you're auditioning for most of the jobs is in Atlanta though, right? Or yeah. or well, I guess you know, now it's video yeah. auditions, I guess is a big thing now, huh? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I cut my teeth. I've only been in the room, I would say maybe, I mean, I could be lying. I have no concept of time or numbers, but um, I feel right. like I've only really been in the room for a proper, proper audition and or callback about five times. Really? Does it make it easier yeah. to do it on camera instead? Because you're kind of like you, you record it yourself and kind of send it in, right? Yeah, it does. It does for me because I'm, a, you know, I'm I have, you know, my mental ill health issues like a large portion yeah. of society <laughs> does. Um, so I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I have um, I have world record holding anxiety. Uh, so, you know, it it's so much it's so much more perfect for me. I'll tell you what, too. I didn't really start booking until we really hit the ground running with self tapes. Really? Until I could show people what the final product would look like versus, you know, like um, <laughs> profusely sweating, yeah, um, uh, uncomfortably introverted me walking into the into the room and people being like, "She needs water." Like, <laughs> it was rough. I hated it. I I still hate it. At Dora the Explorer, it's my um, director told me we were well into like year one of the tour and she was like, you know, you almost didn't book this. And I was like, of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, no, that's not the end of the story. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Jen, please continue. <laughs> like, <clears throat> because I, and a lot of people have said this to me, I have a tendency to turn it on when necessary, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but um, if it's just me that you're, you're looking at and talking to this, I'm heavily medicated. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, but she was like, you almost didn't book it because you came into the room so quiet and meek uh and then we told you what to do she was like and it was this whole other person who was like singing and dancing she goes and then the minute the music stopped you went back in and we were almost like afraid to ask you questions or give you direction and i and she she said this and she said it's like one of her favorite memories and like this is what happens to me when i'm in front of the in front of people who could potentially give me jobs i just lose all self-control and i become the most quintessentially me. So she said that um, in the room, she was like, are you okay? You're so quiet. And I said, and I remember this as well. I was like, um, well, I'm not being paid right now. So I was like, I'll do what you need me to do, but I'm not acting on my reg. When you're not asking me to act, I don't feel the need to. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> And I cannot believe that I booked it. And that is kind of how I have lived all everything the rest of my life. I'll be on, you know, um, Zoom callbacks or something, and I'll get genuinely upset if more if there is more than like three people. And I'll be like, yeah. "Excuse me, can you please turn your camera off? I don't <laughs> want to be looked at." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a game changer if you're sending tapes, and because. I mean, before it's like, yeah, you get into a room in front of a bunch of people that are all staring at you. Have a little camera in the back and stuff like that, and they're all just kind of staring at you. But then when you're sending in a tape, they get the best version of our audition. Like you're never coming out of the room like I bombed that. No, right. it's like I bombed yeah. the first six, but then that seventh yeah. one. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, and it just you know it also kind of became like classes for me because I could fail and fuck around and. Um, move my eyebrows too much um, yeah. <laughs> and then like four hours later i see what it might look like on set and so will producers and then i'm just studying that so if i book it i know what to bring now yeah yeah so we actually haven't talked about this who 
who did you play in Dora the Explorer? Were you backpack or map or um, boots? Is that the monkey's name? That is the monkey's it name. It is? Okay. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> so for my first year, I played um, – it, It's if you have kids, they ha- there's, pirate, uh, there's Dora's Pirate Adventure. Uh-huh. Um, and this was the like second or third iteration of the tour, so they had changed it to Dora's Pirate Adventure. So I was the pirate piggy captain. Nice. Um, I was the Bring pirate piggy captain. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> I was the pirate piggy captain and the um, the big red chicken. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, uh, big red uh, chicken. That's just like... an iconic <clears throat> character. <laughs> And then my second year, I was graduated up to one of the Doras. And then when I was off, because Dora's on stage the whole time. And it's really, it's it's only like a 30-minute show or 45-minute show. But it's labor intensive. And it was not tracked. Um, it was kind of before a lot of that shit, you know, they made it easier for performers. So sure. we, we were full-face characters. It wasn't, you know, like you, we weren't like giant foamies. Um, me and my face... And then just a big chicken. Um, <laughs> but it was you know, full out dancing and full out singing on microphone. Um, um, and so then when I graduated to Dora, because that is such a labor intensive part, we would uh, we had three Doras on the tour and we would each play her depending on, you know, the day and the schedule. Um, because it was also we would do 13 and between 13 and 15 show weeks. Oh, wow. um, and it was wonderful and also horrific and also wonderful. Um, and so for that, I would play Dora or I would on and off with the map. Oh, so you actually, okay. you did play the map. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I was just doing a joke, but like, I'm sure you were a great map. I told, yeah. And once in a while I would play the backpack too. And that was, I'm not going to lie. That was my favorite. Cause I got to do a little character voice. Oh, and did things come out of you? Like, how did you? Yeah, so it would be me behind. So I would roll a giant, like, animatronic backpack oh, on cool. stage. But it would me be me, um, me and a and a uh, a member of Ayatsi, um, pulling the mouth, puppeteering it, and I would be on mic singing it, uh, oh. just in time, and I would be in my costume for the pirate piggy so they would push the backpack off and then i'd be like (laughs) could we just get a sample of backpack's voice oh could you yeah um (laughs) you don't have to you don't have to i was just (laughs) no i'm super excited if i could i'm not gonna lie so i hurt myself on that tour that's the tour i hurt myself but if i hadn't hurt myself i would probably still be doing the dora tour right now i love I love kids. I love performing for yeah. kids. I it's so heart like it's like heartwarming. We would talk about the baby mosh pits and you know like <laughs> I would joke about them like you know like grown up women at concerts throw their underwear but you'd have these kids and they'd be throwing their diapers. Um, <laughs> but um, no, this was backpack and I'm gonna do the backpack for you because okay. Christopher the um, the creator of Dora liked my my voice so much that he for a while we were in co- talks for me to do the voice for the cartoon. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So here it goes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm the backpack loaded up with things and knickknacks too. Anything that you might need, I've got inside for you. Damn. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't make it to the end. 
voice. I know. Well, I think they ended up wanting a like a full grown ass man voice. So like, uh, if you know the cartoon, it's just a man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got things inside me for <laughs> you too. <laughs> like, what's going yeah, on with this yeah. backpack? <laughs> Have you done vo- a lot of voice acting too? Then. No, people ask me that all the time. I'm I don't know how to, and I've never taken the initiative to like learn and take classes. I'm oh, going I, to. I don't think you need to take classes. <laughs> From everything I've heard is like the the um, voice actor community, it's very like small and kind of like niche. But like it's also the kind well, of thing where they it's... all they'll do a million characters on each show that they're yeah, on too. Yeah. Yeah, like Joe DiMaggio does like He's been doing voice voices and shows for the baseball player. No, no, not Judge. Um, <laughs> fuck, uh, uh, I was also thoroughly <laughs> confused. Bender, uh, 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 Joe. I don't know. I'm blanking. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, and we're not helping. We're just staring. <laughs> just watching me flounder. I don't know. I don't know his voice. Oh, yeah. I'm a prop master, and we actually, which is weird to say this, because we our bread and butter for a couple years was um, American Horror Stories. Mm-hmm. So I, I prop mastered that for. So the Ryan Murphy world is like kind of infamous for being a little bit of a daunting set to be on. Oh God, really? But you know, I I feel like whenever we say we were on American Horror Stories, we always have to end it with it really wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad because we always get the same reaction when it's like ooh, we were like no 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 no. I th- here's the thing though y'all we have to stop doing that i think yeah. because we're kind of perpetuating the oh it's not that bad i i got to sleep at least three hours a night like that's i feel like we we should this is our chance the strike is our 100 percent. yeah but you know oh no i need to be treated like human like a human <laughs> yeah like, right <laughs> i'm not just the troll that comes out and hands out watches yeah absolutely and like and i've seen i think that's another thing and that's a thing that i've done in my theater career and film and tv it's hard because you know when you're like number 30 on the call sheet don't nobody give a fuck (laughs) no no they don't even listen to you they're like you like these shoes too bad it's one scene um but like i try very hard um to to set a tone especially among the the crew Mm -hmm. because when you're sort of like um when you're the tier that I am, you're not a day player anymore, really. You kind of have a meaty, a meaty gig, but oh, everybody totally. else has been there before you. Right. So it's still, it's like a fucking peewee's playhouse of fuckery in your brain. The crew is oftentimes, they're the only people that, because it's me and the famous, like whatever famous I'm playing with today. They are, again, they don't really give a fuck who I am. They're not interested in becoming best friends. But the crew... <laughs> right. The crew is always very open to, you know, sharing the lunch table with me and chit-chatting with me. So I make it my business to get to know them because it could be very lonely otherwise. Also, they're humans who matter. You mean you don't like to eat alone on your trailer? (laughs) Weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I mean, that's so... I mean, I've seen a lot of actors like that, too. Like, a lot of the shows that we've... Even on on Horror Stories, like, because we had a rotating door of actors. A lot of times, a lot of the episodes were very different. So Mm -hmm. you had the actors that came in and just in between would just ha- be in their car and not want to talk. And then you'd have ones that would be like, Hey, what, what, what bar are you going to after? I want to come. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Let's, let's hang out and bond. And like, especially when we're like going out of town and stuff like that. Oh, um, uh, when I worked on, uh, atypical, I worked on the last season of atypical and the main actor, uh, Kira was just, uh, <laughs> it's funny cause he plays like an autistic guy, but 
they always had to like i didn't realize they had to put him in long sleeve shirts because he's just covered in like metal tattoos <laughs> and so and so like because he he does like a front man for like some metal band and so like he saw my tattoo and like we started talking about like horror movies and and um like he still hits me up every once in a while just be like oh you know oh hey i saw this thought you think it was funny and i was like oh yeah 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 fuck yeah uh like um paul rubens was a blacklister for a couple of years and he you know passed recently and Mm -hmm. a lot of the um my um hmu folks uh were really affected and and posting about it and yeah so I just texted them. I was like, hey, beautifuls, I love y'all. I just wanted you to know I'm thinking about you. And um, when I went up for the closing night party, I stayed with uh, – An- I stayed with uh, – her name is Angie. Love her very much. She actually left the show during my season, and we just kept in contact, and she housed me when I flew up for the Aww. closing night party. Yeah. Like, it's it's really – and it's funny because it's – I think that's kind of the introvert side of me that would rather talk to the crew than the the famous mm-hmm. because it's one, it's very intimidating. And it's also very much like, I don't need that energy in my life. Like I don't need to feel small today. You know, right. I want to talk to other humans who like, if I sit at a table with them and they're talking about work, they maybe don't need to talk to me and they won't, or they will. And they'll just chit chat normal shit. And I'll have it. I'll have that time to like self-regulate and we'll just have normal human conversation. And it's not necessarily about our jobs and, I just am able to feel more human without people who whose like entire brand is gonna make or break whatever product we're filming that sure. day. It's just you know. I mean, I don't know. That's to me. That's always been like my favorite thing about working on, especially longer format stuff. You know, like a show or a feature is like by the end of it, like you guys are all family. You know. Yeah, when you're working on something for like seven Six, months yeah, at a time, months, which is what we usually, I mean, 60 yeah. to 70 hours a week, like, you, know, you see these people more than the people you live with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely you do. And it's, it's if you don't like them, goddamn, that makes, <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of acting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a good, this is a good segue into the actual strike. <laughs> Oh yeah, what is going on? So, um, Jesus, we haven't even started. I'm so sorry, y'all. No, it's not about no. It, that's what I'm saying. It's like we had ten minutes in this. We can't even use it. <laughs> so actually, I was wondering. It's an hour and a half podcast. How long have you been in the union? Um, probably not very long. Uh, may, I would say no more than six years. That feels right in my heart. It's longer than I don't I've been know. union. Hmm? That's longer than I've been union. Well, fuck yeah, we're nailing this together. <laughs> no, I don't, because I also, so I joined the, I joined Actors Equity on accident mm-hmm. uh, because I was, I was tapped heart lead in, didn't know, and they just started taking my dues. Um, and I was, I joined SAG-AFTRA on accident as well. I was like the night before I was supposed to shoot my second episode of Ray Donovan. And I, I get a call from my manager and she was like, hey, you haven't joined the union yet, have you? And I was like, number one, you should know that (laughs) manager. Um, I was like, number two, nah, 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 girl. I live in a, in a, in a right to work state. (laughs) It's gross, but that's how mama be doing. Uh, And she was like, I just got a call from production. And this is like five or six in the evening. And I am, I'm supposed to be on set at like five that next morning, 12 hours away. Yeah. She was like, so I just got a call from production and you became, um, must join. Because again, I live in Atlanta, but if you do, I think three contracts out of town, 
And right. like they have to be a sizable contracts, not necessarily, I think, co. I, could, I, I think you can do more co-star stuff, but once you're getting into guest star and recurring, you become must-join. I didn't know. I didn't. I'm not. I'm trying to go to law school. I don't fucking know rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was like, "You have to join." So like, I don't know. Like thirteen thousand dollars later. <laughs> thirteen thousand dollars. I might have made that number up. I make things up. No, no. It, it's. I know. But it's a, yeah, it's a pretty penny. And I was like, okay, I just wrote a check and I did it. And uh, then I was able to go to go to set. But so at least I- you get screeners now. <laughs> <laughs> Only cost $13,000. <laughs> I paid uh, I paid almost $8,000 and I got two very cool t-shirts. So. I didn't even get a t-shirt. <laughs> got ripped off. <laughs> well, that makes sense. So here luckily we've we've been having i don't know what has been happening there that's what i'm hoping to get into but here there's been uh, a couple events going on paul Shear threw like a little like solidarity event yeah, I and, that one. and stuff like that that was kind of fun um with a bunch of free you invite me. <laughs> free food and Ooh, drinks your invitation and yeah, must have gotten lost in the mail <laughs> good it's yeah. i don't <laughs> yeah yeah, so they had that, and we've been having, like, what the other day? Did you go to the food drive the other day, Grant? No. Brant, did you go to the food drive the other <laughs> no. day? Oh no, God. I did <laughs> Or what was the other one? B-Daddy, B- whatever. There was a, there was a. No, it's, it's, uh, um, it was our, our uh, G-Rob. 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 <laughs> um, B-Daddy, what are you trying to say? <laughs> we have a different type of relationship. Okay. <laughs> The old meat machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, there was a IETSI solidarity march that um, like at, a, like a picketing march. Yeah, picketing march at uh, uh, Warner Brothers that I was really excited to go to, and then ended up having to take the cat to the vet. And I spent all a couple days working on my sign. I had like the Monopoly man, like on a little tray with an apple in his mouth and X's for eyes and just said, eat the rich. And uh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I was going to be great. And I told my mom that. And she was like, why would you put that on a sign? I'm like, well, A, I despise, you know, the uh, CEO working, you know, CEO capitalists. And B, I'm a little cannibal curious. So I was like, this is a great sign for me. But, um, is, this, is this not America? Yeah. yeah. Is this not America? Are we not allowed to eat rich people? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm the weird one. Okay, Mom. I thought that's why uh, George Washington had his ivory teeth to devour human flesh. My bad. By the way, not ivory, made from the bones of slaves. Oh, that, that makes more sense for George right? Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more I find out. Yeah, I know. So we're all learning here. <laughs> He actually had a Buffalo Bill suit made out of human flesh that he would prance around in and chop down trees. Little known fact. And actually, I misspoke. It was just, it was enslaved people's teeth. So he was just, he just had other humans' teeth in his mouth hole. Oh my God. God. Our founding fathers. I'm glad we're always referring to them for what we should be doing in 2023. Absolutely. Definitely goals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just really quickly, I had a, a, an idea for. A, I was so sad when I realized we couldn't pick it here in Atlanta because, like, what we gonna pick it? <laughs> um, you can't pick it. No. What are you no, talking about? You can, why not? There are no. There are no studio offices here. But uh, yeah, but you you have studios though. You have one of the biggest studios in the United States over there. But they're shut down. Are they? 
So nobody's going into there, period. Oh, see, there's still people going into our studios. Like, yeah, uh, which is fucked up. No, we fucked up. um for like a hot second, I think Tyler Perry, oh Tyler, um was trying to backdoor us and not in the good way. Oh. But <laughs> I everything here is shut down. Like really? we we, have, we successfully shut down Hysteria. We successfully shut down Bad Boys Two. We sh- like a whole a whole host I mean, of shit that was filming here. So now we're just like, okay. We, we did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah so nobody has offices there at all then. Because I think that's what they're picketing here then. It's just... Yeah, well, that's all they're picketing there. I yeah. was... I, um, I asked this when we had uh, some WGA members on, but um, like Warner Brothers, uh, the Warner Brothers studio, there's really only one gate that trucks can go in and out of, and it's considered a neutral gate, so they aren't allowed to picket there, but it's a public sidewalk in front of it. So I'm like, I'm just like set up some lawn chairs and just like hang out there. Yeah. Know? There's, there's, there's a lot of weird, th- I mean, it's, I have to go, I'm going to have to go into Warner brothers next week into their prop house because we're the prop masters guild is doing a booth at comic-con and their prop house is going to lend us some like display cases and stuff. So I have to go see what they have so I can design our booth, but I'm really nervous on how to get in. Cause people are going to think I'm working. <laughs> Because it's on the lot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, this is weird. That's a struggle. We, you know, because we, a lot of us got out before the SAG, SAG after strikes. I'm trying very consciously to say SAG after because it's the same union. And I don't want to cut my brothers and sisters out. Um, but when SAG, before SAG after was striking, but, you know, b- when the WGA strike started, mm-hmm. a lot of us were down here picketing. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yes, there are rules. And yes, I was super ready and did all the strike captain training. But ask me if my ornery ass was definitely not like bird dogging motherfuckers oh, who yeah, were driving. Sure. Like, yeah. what the fuck y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you say they were taking your license plate down at one yeah, point? Yeah, so I was working at CBS Radford helping wrap out a job. Like my whole year has been. Super this was slow. this was before SAG struck though. This was this was it when was, w, just WGA it was the day. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I got receipts. <laughs> No, it was it was the day that uh, the first day of the strike, and we were wrapping out some like Bloomhouse movie and about a haunted swimming it, do, pool. Do people call it Bloomhouse? Blo- what, what, no, they don't. They Blum- really do. Bloomhouse. <laughs> oh, I've been calling it Bloomhouse this whole time. Oh, <laughs> Rob. I don't know. I wasn't You're even full so time handsome. on this. I was just day playing. Come on, Rob. You're so handsome. <laughs> Thanks. I know. I have mirrors. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, we're just trying to wrap it out. This was like maybe the sixth union day I've had all year. You know, like it's been dry out here and, um, you know, so I'm taking it cause I need my health insurance hours and, um, er- all everybody on the crew, which was all, or in our department, which was all 44. And we're just basically going to storage, loading up some rentals on the truck, like wrap out stuff. Um, we started seeing the protesters and a lot of like, um, you know, my guys or like other set dressers start getting really worried and like putting on hats and sunglasses and being like, I don't want people taking my picture. And then when we had to drive out, uh, there was someone taking um, pictures of cars and pictures uh, and writing down license plates. And they had a sign that said, you're being observed. 
which you know they were checking the numbers in the computer but i got a bright green chevy spark and i put student driver stickers oh, yeah. all over it like it's big cool. door magnets like because i got them for free so i'm like well i better put them he, on my car. it's a prop car for sure it's just decked out <laughs> so it's in not like exactly, all this it is. it's not exactly hard to like to like be like which car is his <laughs> I bet on I bet on shows where I was like using I was on um, uh, I think it was America no it was uh, eight um, uh, uh, this Hulu show and I was using the bathroom and someone uh, the AD was walking through the uh, parking lot and goes is there a student driver here and I was like oh that's that's me <laughs> you put on an accent you're like I'm <laughs> fresh off, I'm fresh off the plane yeah. just like um, yeah. But yeah, like there was a lot of people that were like worried about being seen, and like we're not on strike, you know, yeah. and like a hundred percent in support of oh, yeah. of the writers and the actors because that's only going to help us when our contracts are up, and also we're all one, we're all different unions, but we're all the same union, you know, we're all we all should be working together. Um, no, I get it, man. It's a it's a really tough. Uh, the, the so a couple of my days on Bad Boys, mm-hmm. um, striking. Not they they didn't want anybody. <laughs> but like you know, holding my sign uh, and striking. I had a couple of friends who were on it, who were filming on it, right. and uh, you know they would covertly come out and like give me water and shit. And I'd be like, oh, I try to mom. <laughs> Here's them, some like, crafty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You Absolutely. like the spicy Cheetos? <laughs> yeah, one of them was like, you know, hey, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence aren't crossing the picket line today, but they brought us all cake. And they were like, so we brought you cake. And I was like, thank you, beep, but I'm really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I, it was, I was joking, obviously, because it's such a – especially because, like, that's the point we're trying to make, right? Mm-hmm. 0.5% of 160,000 plus people in my union – are not mega celebrity humans with millions or billions of dollars. It's just workaday actors. And right. I mean, I, I can't fight for you to make a living wage and then be angry with you when you're under contract and you're not like, I'm sorry, but I'm not, they're not making the Diani movie. They're making the Will Smith and Martin Lawrence movie. Right. If right. they don't show up to work, that means something. If I don't show up to work, I'm blackballed and they recast me because nobody fucking cares about who the hell I am. You know, like, yeah. Also, also like, I'm sure you will one day, but people like you in your position aren't making the $12 million per movie. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to break any, like studios don't give a fuck if Diani doesn't show up to work. They're like, who move on. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, but my scene, (laughs) I have three lines. I know you don't understand. I'm going to change the face of the medium. No, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody from the outside, outside of the industry would ask, uh, uh, what are the actors fighting for? How would you respond to that? Sure. I would say, you know, the same things that you human who asked this question are fighting for on a daily basis. I would say to be treated like a human who matters, um, not an automaton, not a, not a being that somehow does not require sleep or or a roof over their heads or food mm-hmm. in their bellies um uh and like if we just talk practically right um then i would say i'm i would like to buy a home yeah <laughs> i'm fighting to be able to maintain my health insurance and to be able to buy a home um and not you know i would like for it to be my 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 um 
choice if I want to stay in a in a an apartment for the rest of my life. But damn, it would be great to be able to achieve the American dream and buy a home. Right, like right. that's why Diani is striking uh, because I think that. Um, I think it's really messy and gross that I have friends whose faces you can recognize immediately, who you will meet or see on, on the street and think, oh, my God, that's a famous person. Yeah, that's a celebrity by virtue of the fact that you can recognize their face um, and they are working at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And no shame working at Trader Joe's. But no. um, there is something really fucked up about saying to middle class people that in order to maintain your middle-class status, you have to have at least two jobs. Right. Um, I, I don't think that, I don't think that in a world where my face and voice and my particular set of skills is making, is buying people third and fourth homes. I don't think that's equitable. Right. I, Diani, I am striking because I think my industry needs to become a bit more equitable. And I think right now it's taking advantage of, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, and I don't think that's right. We can talk more specifically about how I also don't think it's right that you want to replace me with a computer. Um, yeah. or <laughs> right. I don't think it's right that, um, I do this work for you and in perpetuity, you can continue to make money off of it, but I don't. So mm -hmm. I have to go to my second and third job. You know, we can talk about how it would be great to not have to learn 15 pages of uh, uh, audition sides over 24 hours. But that shit, if I'm being real honest, I don't think that people who aren't in the industry, and let's be honest, I don't think prop people give a fuck. <laughs> I don't think that makeup people give a fuck. I think that, you know, there are certain things that, I think your jobs require such artistry and skill, and I cannot begin to understand what that means. And I think to try to convince other people that my job requires specific artistry and skill, I don't think they care. So my line has been, I'm fighting for the same things you are fighting for. I want to buy a home. I yeah. want it to be possible to buy a home because you can't expect me to work 14, 15 hours a day. And like, I love it. It's wonderful. But I have missed weddings of people that I love. Yeah. I have, I have, you know, relationships have broken down. I've, you know, and that's my choice. Absolutely. But would it be wonderful for that not to be the, the, the choice I have to make, or if I have to make that fucking choice, wouldn't it be wonderful that when, you know, y'all's, if you're a school teacher or if you're a doctor or if you're a sanitation worker, you know, if your job is nine to five, I'll tell you right now, not a one time in my entire career have I been at work at nine and left at five. Right. Yeah. Not one. It would be wonderful to, if I'm going to put in those kinds of hours, be able to afford a house. That is what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for humane treatment. And if I'm going to put in these kinds of hours, which yes, absolutely is my choice. Um, but y'all don't have to like out there, other middle-class employees who don't seem to care that we're striking. And you're like, get back to work. You bunch of, you know, you Hollywood elites. Yeah. Sure. If you don't understand the inner workings of my job, I totally get that. Yeah. Right now I'm fighting to be able to, if I'm going to work 15, 16 hours a day, I'd love to be able to buy a house. And yeah. right now we can't. 
I think I think what they see mostly if w- to what you're saying is that they see most they don't see the pay separation because they don't see all they see is the Hollywood actors that are getting the 12 million dollars or yeah. they're getting the 3 million dollars an episode to be on Big Bang Theory, you know what I mean? They're seeing those where that is that is what that's like 0.5% of if, all of, if, that, if that of if that. SAG that's actually getting that. They don't see the separation between that and maybe that's a problem in the industry that they shouldn't be getting paid so i mean but their name is on it so i think they definitely deserve to be compensated but it's like crazy what the difference is in between those compared to everything else well and like the the big thing that i've been uh i heard about sag uh sag af aftra (laughs) nice that's right p-rob that's right (laughs) (laughs) um was one of the things the studios want to do that like they won't even discuss this with the unions like whether like you know taking this off the table is they want to pay like background actors who already make such nothing nothing and are treated like animals um they want to pay them two hundred dollars to digitally record their likeness and then they just have it in their rolodex just to use which is like like that's not just hurting you guys that's like hurting. stock footage pretty yeah. much and they, they <laughs> use them as background but ai yes. generated background but like that not only hurts um the actors that hurts a lot of other departments too like when we have big background days we have to hire additional prop people even if they're just day playing you hire additional pop prop people just to hand out popcorn or hand out like you get a big foam finger you don't get a big foam yeah finger. i didn't realize that until i just worked uh re- not super recently but like right during the mm-hmm. the the when as soon as the writer strike happened i had like one non-union little job that i did and it was on a volume have you worked on a volume yet i don't i i I don't even know i I guess i thought tourist from myrtle was maybe something like that but i i guess not the big led screen that kind of wraps around a stage oh you don't mean like a volume of media. You mean like, no, absolutely not. No, I'm not that cool. That's how Star, I guess the Star Wars shows are all shot on volumes now. And that's, it's just a big wraparound. I've done, I mean, before this, I had done like, I mean, you've done, we call them rich man, pro, well, I call them rich man process with the, when you're in the car and they just put the screens all around. Have oh, you yeah. done, like a lot of us have done that and stuff. This is just like the full set scale of that. And I worked on this and I was doing my background breakdown because we're in a train station. We have one in a train station. There's a, a a Berlin rooftop club. There's like all these big things. Where it's like when you see that, you're thinking, all right, there's going to be like maybe 100 background here. There's a train station, at least 100 background. And I go through. So I'm doing my like breakdown of my budget for this. And it's like it's, it's a lot of rentals because I'm, it's a train station. I figured that we're going to have 100 background. I hit it and they're like, oh, no, we're going to have eight. And I was like, how is this even possible? Like, I don't know. But then you show up and they had digitally like the whole train station was all digital and you had more people in the background that are implanted than not. And then you just have eight people with luggage kind of passing through in and out of front of camera. And it was so bizarre. And I was like, Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't no. like that at all. No, no, it's, I don't know. And like, and that that's the thing, Mikey, you're like, you know, you're giving cogent, thoughtful answers, but <laughs> The regular sort of workaday human middle class person that just wants to sit and you know and chill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give the, fuck the MPTP. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just we're gonna refer to that as the N word for now on. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't. I that wasn't me, Dion. <laughs> 
Don't worry. It was it was Graham. Graham said it. <laughs> um, but I, you know, because I've done a couple of these. Um, I'm very lucky. I don't know. I don't know why people want to hear from me. I think maybe just because you know I don't <laughs> I don't have a job. Um, but uh, I've done a couple of these, and you know my 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 answers have slowly have been distilled. You know, because you they'll drop, and you'll see people in the comments immediately. Um, I did one and people were like, God, she's insufferable. And I was like, sure, sure, I get it, I get it. Um, but I, you know, you keep getting asked, uh, you know, what do you say to people um, who don't understand the strike or who or who think you should just get back to work? And I'm like, I don't fucking know because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't care. They sincerely don't care. They have their media and everything has dropped and they won't care unless this strike goes for three years and then we truly run out of non-indie media. Um, so, you know, my, my thing is, and I'm not, you know, they, I don't think a lot of people care. Like, you know, you want to be flowery and you want to be like, Hey, don't you want to pay people? Don't you want, yeah. don't you want to the people who helped get you through the pandemic? Don't you think they should be treated like humans? And they're like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to me, I just keep saying shit like, you know, I'll tell you why we're striking because um, Disney just announced Bob Iger in his infinite wisdom, just announced three and $5 uh, streaming hikes. Also, you're going to get commercials. You remember how it was different from cable? Yeah. It's not anymore. Psych. Right. Uh, and you remember how you paid for your password? You paid for it. You own it. You pay. It's yours. It should be yours. <laughs> yeah. But now they're like, Hey, it's yours to an extent, but if yeah. you want more to share with your family, you're going to have to pay again. Yeah. Like, if you if if humans who don't necessarily they see us as um, things stripped of our of our humanity, right? We are their product, and I get it. I get it. It's hard. It's hard to understand what the job really looks like, and that it's just a job. Some of us, it's not our whole ass personality. You know, like some of us, we have a cat, uh, <laughs> and that's our personality. But like you know, it's just like to people like me, it sincerely is just my job, and it is one of many things I want to do with my life. If this job dries out, I will move on to another thing I really love to do. Um, but if I were, but like I'm in solidarity with the nurses who who need living oh, wages. Yeah. I'm yeah. In solidarity with the teachers who need need living wages. I'm in solidarity with the Teamsters, with the Starbucks workers, with the Trader Joe workers. Like, if y'all don't care about if you see us as Hollywood elites and if you see us as people who are striking, who don't need to be striking because we've been pumping up marble bullshit for the last decade, I get that. So then I have to appeal to, I'll tell you why we're striking because if you don't think it's affecting you, I promise you it is mm -hmm. because look at these, look at these subscription hikes, look at these, um, you know, look at these password sharing crackdowns, but let's go further. Let's look at how um, the people that we're striking against are willing to let entire economies die. Oh, in LA especially, they're already they're yeah. already talking about there was articles coming out that saying, oh, the the government here or the like might start to like they're threatening to step in because the the economy is taking a nosedive in Los Angeles. I mean, just Ietsy, like we're what a hundred thousand people strong. Yeah, roughly. we're all out of work. And that's just Ietsy. And, and we're not even. Greg, I gotta think that you have some sort of a speech impediment because you said Bloomhouse and now you're saying I Etsy. I, it does sound like I, I got it. Too. <laughs> it's I, the Midwest I, accent. I, I, I swear. Yeah. I, I was just gonna let that one go, but I'm glad <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to run shit by us. <laughs> like, what is this? 
this mess. Yeah. And she's not even part of IATSE. Yeah. He's like, you know, IATSE, the sister union to IATSE. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is brought to you by the great taste of truly vodka soda. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. You're wonderful. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll just cry about this later and no. buy myself to candlelight. <laughs> no, um, but like, like we're not even on strike, and this is affecting us. And we're like a hundred thousand people, roughly. They're they're doing. They want some sort of. Um, I still haven't filled out the census, but our our yeah. union was pushing a census. Oh, were they? Yeah, I've, I've gotten like three emails about it. I'm like, oh, star that, and then I forget about it until the next one. No. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but like, yeah, I mean, it, but this is just a microcosm of the way our our capitalist country is run, you know, where it's like all corporations are doing this. And this is just, if, if they're allowed to do this in this industry, it's just going to embolden all the other corporations and other industries. That's what I I feel most bad. I mean, here's. Here's what you don't get to see probably a lot is a lot because you guys don't have as much of the vendor stuff, but our vendors are struggling more than anybody right now. Like the prop houses we work at, it feels so bad because where I keep my prop trailer is like one of the biggest prop houses in America. And like they're really good friends of mine all there. But like my salesperson there, he his hours have been cut. They're working six hours a day and they're working three days a week now. And one of those days they have to go up to their storage unit that's in Lancaster an hour and a half away in the desert 110 degree sun and like help organize that out because they're just trying to figure out stuff for you and then they laid off half of the whole entire other team anyway and this is every prop house in hollywood especially manufacturing Mm -hmm. shops and set construction shops like special effects shops like all across that's i feel like half of the warehouse district has got to be just set shops in some way right yeah 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 and that's the thing so like that's where you know the narrative I'm trying to spin has, has evolved and changed through every, you know, through all these podcasts, because I'm like, um, cause even, even that, you know, you say prop house to, you know, my mom who is a retiree and she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. And I'm like, no mom, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've had to hit folks, not hit them. I just, in order to try to, because if, because if the American public, if the global public isn't giving us the, that grace, that's that's a that's a vital arm of the cause that we're missing out on and that may swing shit into the onto the AMPTP side. So to me I'm like, you know, okay, let's let's talk about how people that are not in the industry are affected. When I say entire economies mm-hmm. are going to be shut down by these folks is greed. Not us. They're not we're not shutting these things down because we're on strike. We're on strike because we can't afford to live. We're on strike because we, we want to take the hit before the rest of the American public and global community has to take the hit. Because right now the AMPTP is willing to let Uber drivers die. They're willing to let whoever supplies the lumber and... <laughs> I'm just watching. Doop, 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 doop. I was like, "Oh man, she's got a fluffy pen or I was, something." I was gonna let it slide because you were on a roll. <laughs> but yes, I, I did notice your cat tail cat just tail. slightly dipping into the into. Classic, I cosplayed classic, the podcast. Classic, classic cat. You're like, I am having an empowered speech. Cat's like, what's going on? Can I be involved? Yes, things are getting loud over here. You got treats for me. 
Are they the hard ones with the soft stuff on the inside? Those are the ones I like. <laughs> um, and I, I tried to, I tried to like, I was like, you doing it? Are you doing it? You're doing it. You're doing it. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, um, there, whoever, it's like the companies that supply the prop houses. I, I've been just, you know, cause I'm too woke to be happy. Um, and I got that, you know, ambitious money coming in and I'm very lucky because that's under that, you know, non-streaming contract. Um, I have been just taking Ubers <laughs> places and my Uber driver like yesterday was like, I'm so thankful that Beyonce is in town because I have been taking people to and from set, you know, down in South Georgia because people haven't been wanting to drive their cars mm -hmm. and that's all dried up and not, you know, and it's, and you realize not me because I've been trying to pay, I've been trying to find a way to get to people who don't give a fuck about the industry and be like, you don't understand my friend. You don't understand the trickle down effect that just having productions in your state, we, it's like, we can afford public education because of the film and TV industry in, in, in Georgia. We can afford MARTA because of the t film and TV industry in, in Georgia. We can, af we can afford infrastructure. We can afford to fix potholes because of the film and TV industry in Georgia because y'all don't understand how much money is coming in. And if you don't give a fuck about us, which I totally understand because if you equate us with the Hollywood elites and you, know, and you don't realize that it's straight up not just Hollywood, you don't realize that it's North Carolina, South Carolina, it's Florida, it's Chicago, it's New York. Like, if you don't realize that that there are humans who are just trying to buy homes just like you, mm -hmm. then maybe I can appeal to the fact that your grocery store employees are going to be hit and there are going to be layoffs and that your cement suppliers are going to be hit and there are going to be layoffs and your Uber drivers are going to be hit and there are going to be layoffs. Like, we need to get people to realize that we're striking, one, so that you don't have to, Mm -hmm. So that you don't try, so that you don't feel the squeeze that we've been feeling for decades. Because heads up, y'all think that we don't know what it's fucking like to get a job. Please, <laughs> we've, had, we've had two and three jobs just to make ends meet oh, yeah. for decades. Yeah, but if but like if you don't think that's if you don't think we matter and our humanity matters on that on that level because you somehow equate us with the one percent, which again I totally understand because we in the industry haven't done a great job of of not being the famous people and letting them be the mouthpiece. We haven't done a great job of that. Then we have to fucking hit them in. We have to hit, honestly, like we have to hit them in their reality. Like, you know what your reality is going to be now? It's going to be this. It's going to be yeah. layoff. It's yeah. going to be this kind of shit because they don't, they don't get, they don't get the inner workings of what we deal with on the daily basis. Totally. Totally. I agree. I, we had SAG, we had SAG actors on last episode too, and there was one question that he, what is it, Jesse Posey? He had he was on a network show for a long time. He had a hard time answering one question because he he's like, I really want to like do stuff to help, aside from like striking and canceling your subscription. And he kept that. He's like, what what could he's like? I don't even know what could I do to show support and help. This is coming from a SAG actor, so I want to know what your answer to that is. Do you know have any more ideas other than striking and canceling subscriptions? What what can people do to help support? Uh, to me, I think a big getting that narrative out. You know, like there, it's really it's like it's it's like pulling teeth to get people to not think y'all get a job. You've been you've been pumping out trash and you're all rich, it's been really difficult to not get people to understand that part of it, right? So I think a huge part of it is just 
talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it like it's real. We're just as much blue collar. Like, yes, absolutely. I'm lucky because I get to play make believe for a job. But I still have to get up early. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to um, find a, a babysitter day. for my cat. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I still have to, I have to, you know, do the math and see if I can afford my health insurance. I still like there are, I, my job is the same as a lot of other people's job. It just, the, the, at work, it looks different. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a job just like every other job. Right. Um, and I would go one further to be like, you know, but my job kind of doesn't stop when I leave set because right. if I'm promoting something, I got to be on my P's and Q's. I can't say fucked up shit. I got to look cute when I leave and I'm not a makeup wearer. So like, you know, like there are a lot of, there are a lot more responsibilities that my job has that are really gross and weird and have to do only with this job. But to put out the narrative that, Hey, I promise you we're taking this hit right now. So you don't have to, yeah. to we're taking this hit so that entire, entire economic structures, these entire income generating things that buoy States that buoy fucking parts of the country. Like, the, our government is fucking getting money. We're not going to be able to run states mm -hmm. if we can't get back to work. So I, you know, that's a huge way you can support, put out that narrative, you know, like, Hey, I'm a human and I don't work in the industry. And somebody on a podcast said this and I thought it sounded cogent. Yeah. So I'm going to say it to you. I think another way to, um, another way to support is false. I don't have anything. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. I have, I have no idea how people can support because it sounds shitty to be like, you can donate. We're all hurting. Right. We're all hurting. No. And yeah. you, like you all think we're all celebrities and rich and famous. Who the fuck am I to ask y'all for money? Yeah. That's what he was saying too. Like that. He, he kept, like, I think he asked us like, I was like, you're the SAG actor. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I, I've been pushing the uh, canceling uh, streaming services, like a boycott of the product. You know, and like I, I cancel all mine, and I, I think it's also kind of absurd because uh, I, the people that have been in in my in our union that have been giving me kickback on that is like, well, it'll give the uh, AMPTP more negotiating power moving forward because they'll be like, oh, it's a you know, there's ups and downs in this in the streaming service, so why should we pay residuals? You know, and to me, it's like, you know, like uh, Henry Ford. Not a great guy, but when he started You're pumping up, yeah, yeah. I think he was a, a racist Nazi sympathizer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going great. But um, when he started pumping out the Model Ts, he started paying his workers $5 a day, which I think was absurd, like, absurd at the time. And he, But he did that because he wanted his employees to be able to afford the product. And when we have um, CEOs already saying like, well, in October, people will be losing their houses and their apartments. They'll have to negotiate with us. And it's like, you expect us to, well, yeah. I don't have anywhere to sleep, but thank God I have Disney plus. Like, yeah. like it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's funny. The first, the very first, like it was still sag after still hadn't even, I don't think struck. Um, mm -hmm. And the first podcast I did, Ooh, you could see the anuses pucker when I said that because <laughs> they were a lot like, of like, like, it was like ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, they rose up like two inches and I was like, okay. Like, I don't know who are we 
like who are we playing with right now we're talking about our residuals not being not sub constituting a living wage and you're worried about us cutting cords and not getting more residuals like make it make sense I, I, but, mm-hmm. but you know i you know none of the unions are calling for that yet and i i understand that i get that but um for me sure yeah i would love it if people would would cut ties with the streamers i haven't yet because i'm not that strong <laughs> yeah um i want to i'm doing it slowly but surely i am yeah, uh, like we I said, mean, we're not working right now. <laughs> well, I canceled I know, all. Of, I canceled all of mine as soon as I saw that deadline article where they were like, "Well, they used the phrase necessary evil." I'm like, you know who else yeah. used necessary evil? Like the Nazis. Like, like that's yeah. not a term that you should be equating with your your organization. Absolutely. Well, we like so we my household we cut we cut ties with uh, Disney and Hulu. Yeah. Um, but we got a year subscription. <laughs> So. Oh, so it's already paid. No, no, I, I, I'm in the same boat. I canceled all mine, and I went to cancel Disney. And just being like a, a cheap person, I was like, well, if I have Disney for a full year, it'll <laughs> like I'll save this much money. And then I went, I was like, I'm gonna cancel. And it was like, cool, your subscription will be canceled in 2024. And I was like, God damn it, Disney! You got <laughs> me again. I was like, I was like, oh, you did me wrong. Yeah, you, you did, did me wrong. You, 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 you got me with those cheap savings. Yeah. Fuck you, billionaire. And then my um, my mom and dad, I was like talking to them about it. My mom's like, "Well, we'll cancel Netflix because nobody, you know, nobody's using it anyways because we can't share it." And then my dad's like, "Well, we're not canceling HBO." And I'm like, "Why not?" He goes, "Well, I'm in the middle of rewatching Deadwood." And I was like, <laughs> "Cool, thanks, Dad. Yeah, I'm glad for the support." I'm not gonna lie, my household has been like, "Let's catch up. Let's catch up." And then <laughs> right. gaming the system. False, you idiot. You're still giving them that. Yeah. That's but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only, only so human and I'm doing it little by little because I do want to practice what I preach. Um, but what's funny is that, um, so I, you know, I, if you are on my social media at all, you'll see that I'm like super leftist, super radicalized. Like, mm, I'm definitely on all Love the it. watch lists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you rent a uh, library book and they're like, what book was it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like phone calls across the country. <laughs> um, but um, but I think a thing we can support as each other, because I've been seeing this a lot, you know, you'll see, you know, I'll post something and then somebody who's been a fan of a show or something. A lot of people, I'm again, very lucky, um, mm-hmm. follow me if they see me in something. And I think that's wonderful. Like, you want to hear what I have to say? Because it ain't special, but thanks. Um, so I'll post and they'll comment or they'll DM me, you know, hey, very much, you know, I'm not in the industry, very much in solidarity. I, I believe in what you're doing. But... And they'll say something like, you know, why didn't the nurses strikes get this kind of publicity? Why didn't the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting paid to teach today, but uh, I'm going to put my teaching hat on today. Mm -hmm. And then you have to remind them, well, you know who owns the media, right? Um, um, That's a thing we're also fighting against these, these shit ass. um, Oh yeah. These shit ass uh, storylines and, and, you know, um, the indoctrination of the American public by the bad guy. Oh yeah. The bait. Uh, yeah. So like, that's one thing we're fighting, but also, um, we absolutely, if we haven't been in solidarity, if we haven't been attending, like if we haven't been reading in the trades, um, that, you know, Starbucks, cause like here at our Starbucks, our Atlanta Starbucks is, are really, you know, they're unionizing. So I'll, I'll be out there with them. You know, if, if I yeah. can make it, I'll go. Uh, if, if there's a nursing strike, we haven't had that a lot here or teachers stuff here, but we had, you know, some MARTA employees strike. And I was like, well, let me fucking go because 
I can't and I can't expect solidarity from just union folks mm -hmm. if I'm not showing solidarity for union folks. I think if we want this to be hot labor summer, we have to quite literally like not literally, it's not literal, but we have to put our money where our mouths are along with putting out the narrative that, hey, we are blue collar employees, the same as other blue collar employees. We have to show our solidarity with the the with the the employee, the workers that make the world run. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a that's a big part of the puzzle that a lot of us are missing. We're so sort of up our own ass creating flash mobs in front of, you know, uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers that we're yeah. forgetting that. You know, the hotel workers in L.A. are striking in front of the, you know, Taylor Swift concert because they can't fucking afford to live in the same city that they work. They're sleeping right. in their cars. Like, we have to we have to really um, I think now is the time. Now is the time for us to if we want to collectively bargain, well, fuck, let's put each other on our backs and collectively bargain that way, because we're not going to get folks to understand it. Right. Because they they don't get they don't get what our job looks like. So we have to lend like if you know me from XYZ TV show and you think seeing my face, it won't because don't nobody give a fuck about me. But like if you think seeing my face out on your picket line will make a difference, yeah. then I'll show my face. I think that's a good way to do it. It's like because yeah. what if Pete Davidson is delivering pizza to the Amazon workers striking, like that's that'll probably make the the thing I mean, <laughs> that'll that, get notoriety that, yeah that was something i had talked about where like the uh writers went on strike and they were showing big groups of like okay here's all the writers but then as soon as um um the actors went on strike it became like oh look at who's on the picket line oh here's david Duchovny with a with a the x file sign and it was like well yeah obviously no one's like oh Which look at this gross. i don't know this writer right. But I mean, you, know. you do it. You even like there are some people that like even like the bands that are coming up was like they, like Weezer showed up and did a show for that them was, that on was, the picket line. That was the big talk of that picket line was Weezer showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like cold. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And it's gross. You know, it's gross. It's really gross. And I get people fucking dinging us for it and thinking, again, just get fucking back to work. Um, I get it because like it is gross mm -hmm. again. There was a small group of people that were out there with the WGA. Like, let's be real for real right yeah, now. Let's yeah. be real for real. Right. Um, and until it started to fucking affect them, they weren't out there. That's gross. And I absolutely call them to task because, I don't know, I wake up every fucking day thinking, how can I help? How right. can I serve? How can I serve my fellow human? Um, I, don't, I don't succeed every fucking day, but I'll tell you who I don't think is waking up doing that. All the famous people who were yeah, on the right. lines until this, until SAG after started to strike. Um, and so I think, you know, absolutely, it's hard because a lot of these unions aren't national, so it sometimes only makes the press in the local newspaper. Because, but that's up to us. Yeah, we can do that. We can be part of that change. Sorry, I'm preaching now. This no, is what it was like uh, to know me in third grade. No, this is this is oh, what we, this is what we started to do because, like, up until just a couple weeks ago, I mean, when we had the WGA people on, and I said, you know what, I think I I only want to have SAG and WGA people on every week now until the strike ends because, like, let's if we have a platform, let's get people on and telling the story and, and just yeah. get them. People want to know too. They want to know what's going on. And nobody, I mean, even when I, I just went to a wedding in Oregon this past weekend and when I'm back there, they're like, Oh, so what's going on? So what's going on down there? I was like, well, listen to my weekly podcast and you'll, <laughs> and you'll be updated in real time. You know what I mean? It's like, 
we're, we'll tell you everything you need to know. And hopefully, I mean, as far as people knew, and, and he's great last week, even just them. He's like, Oh, I don't, I, I, how do I figure out more? It's like, yeah, see, this is good questions. Yeah. Good questions to figure out. And I encourage anybody else. I mean, if you have more SAG or WGA friends that are trying to speak more too, show them to us. We'll take them too. It's uh, we're trying to get this door revolving. <laughs> um, I, I did want to, uh, actually bring up, um, we were, I hadn't brought it up to you before, but, Uh-oh. um, no, no, no I, I started to, I was like, I'm going to save it for this. I worked on Monday at the, uh, uh, CBS Radford stage. Doing what? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, um, it was, uh, I'm just world. <laughs> so one of the stages is the roof is collapsing and it's the stage for the talk, uh, oh. which is like the knockoff of the view. Of the view, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I know some guys that worked on there on it. I've never actually worked on it yet. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, a job. It's union. And we were actually paid by the stage to come in because they have to follow all the union rules. So they needed 44 people to move the furniture so that they could put up some su- extra supports and redo the roof. And anyways, I, I found out that um, this is something I had been hearing about was the um, – um, God, I wish I hadn't had these drinks now. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Force Majeure. I've been hearing about it since the beginning of the uh, writer strike. And after 90 days, Force Majeure goes into effect. And now we're at the 100-day uh, mark. For WGA. Of, for the WGA. And uh, this is the first actual example of it, but they are using Force Majeure to fire all their writers. So that way they can go. They're they're starting back up on the nineteenth or eighteenth, one of those days, um, because they don't have writers, so they can keep working. But it's also something that's taking effect with um, not just writers but showrunners. They fired their showrunner oh, too. Oh right. How aren't they DGA? No, showrunners. I, I think are are WGA. But so, no, some of them are if they direct their episodes. Some of them are. But I think the showrunner for the uh, uh, the talk is WGA because they got fucking canned. Oh, jeez! Yeah. This is so insidious. This shit is so fucking gross. Right? It's 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 just you know despicable, so that they can have. Um, but all the actors uh, on it are allowed to keep working because they're not part of the. This is basically just me chit chatting with people and like I don't really know, but they're daytime TV actors so soap operas are able to still run yeah yeah and there's a couple of soap operas that are running from what i was told by some of the iatsi 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 now i'm in my head now i'm in my head um but they're on um they're hiring scab writers for like like days of our lives or whatever whatever shit's being uh ran out of uh cbs radford well, yeah, but you know what's really fun? I think um, uh, another fun sort of byproduct of what's happening right now is that um, so we we haven't gotten the daytime the daytime show workers, but we're we're getting the reality TV workers trying to unionize. Oh yeah. So, so like maybe I don't know I don't know those fucking I don't know I don't like what's the answer because if 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 what are we going to do? Post pictures of the scabbers? Right. You know, it, it sucks. It's it's so hard. I have friends who are so um, 
you're you're watching me just slowly descend into you're good. madness. Um, it's really I'm sweating like a whore in church or like me in church. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, I I have friends who will get very angry when people who aren't in the union, and I mean like industry folks, when mm-hmm. people who who are industry folks who aren't in a union are like, how can we support? Because they're like, join a fucking union. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like, whatever right. we fight for, you're going to benefit from. But then, we again, it's it's very difficult for me to preach. We're trying to, especially like with the writers, we're trying to create a world where you can learn how to be a writer on sets. We're trying to maintain that mm-hmm. ability. And, you know, right now it's very difficult for writers because they're creating these like, these backdoor rooms and these mini right. mini rooms and shit like that. Well, we can't speak out of both sides of our mouths. We are either trying to create a world where everybody wants to join a union, um, or and and we're de- or we're demonizing them for trying to get an opportunity where they otherwise wouldn't be able to. I don't know the right answer, and I do, right. you know, depending on what what how I wake up in the morning, I will be real shitty and pissed off. Um, or I won't. I mean, it's really fucked up, though, right now at a time when we could really use all the bodies and brains on the same side to have people who's who are willfully putting their bodies and brains on the side of Darth Vader, on the side of the bad guy. Um, but, you know, if we if we if we call them out, then they won't ever get a chance to join the union. And and I think and like people who. You know, let's let's be honest. Reality television, not documentaries, but like reality television, kind of be kind of came to fruition as an answer to a strike, right? But yeah. now they're striking. Yeah, I, I don't know what the right answer is. I think but- that I think joining the unions will definitely help because there's avenues to get into every single thing, and then there, if you want it bad enough, especially because you got to do the work to be able to do anything that we do. And I think that's what, where unions kind of help a little bit too, but I, I've been encouraging cause like you're seeing a lot of our work. I mean, Atlanta is being, I've been talking to a lot of the crews like in England and stuff like that. Cause we're losing a lot of crew. I mean, Marvel just, that, that was your guys' bread and butter in Atlanta for a while. And oh, they yeah. just all were like, yeah, well they work cheaper out there. It was like, you guys need to fucking unionize because I mean, Barbie, yeah. they need shot, to stop working cheaper. They shot most of Barbie in, in, uh, in uh, London. I'm trying England, to get props for the Comic Con. I'm going through, and I'm just like, "Oh, who prop matched this? Who prop?" I was like, "Oh, they're all from England. They're all UK." Yeah. Is like, this isn't cool. <laughs> who was the Did prop master? <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you see too that right before SAG after decided to pull the trigger on the strike, we had already done the strike authorization vote and voted yes, but we hadn't called a strike. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know if y'all caught that um, the AMPTP did an end run to Canada and started to hammer out a new deal with the, with all the guilds in fucking Canada so that they, and they, and they struck a deal. They, I don't know if they have, if the membership have, have finalized it, have, have voted it in, but there is a deal on the table. And if that happens, they don't need us. They'll just shoot everything in uh, fucking Toronto. Right. I mean, they're shooting. No, I think it was only BC, but still, yeah. Wow, no, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, well, read a book. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> I'm illiterate. 
No, oh actually. Oh my god, I'm sorry. No, actually, I did say that to my dad when my dad was like, "Oh, I, we can't cancel HBO. I gotta finish watching." He's watched Deadwood like three fucking times. I'm like, how many times do you need to hear like that guy say cocksucker? You well, know, but I'm like, I'm like, just pick up a fucking book. There's enough spinoffs now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you know what's funny? That reminds me. Um, another. I'm going back to a question y'all asked probably an hour ago. <laughs> That's okay. Um, another thing, you know, like another way that I've been trying to humanize this to people who don't understand the industry, especially people of the global majority. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, so you don't understand what our job is like. Maybe you don't care that you know labor lumber yards or uber 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 drivers and you know maybe you don't care that uh people are going to be losing jobs that aren't that have no real like connection to the industry that they just they just drive actors or they just supply them with food or they you know sure yeah but if you are a member of the global majority and you at some point have gotten oh i don't know used to seeing yourself notice look at what the fucking amptp is is taking off the streamers now women-led productions um global of the uh people of the global majority led productions it's going to just be and i don't know there may or may not be two people that i'm talking to right now who may think that's just fine but (laughs) (laughs) but you know if if you want to see yourself if you want to if you want to feel like you can be anything if you want to you know, if you feel like you can, you know, let's talk about a show that, uh, give, let's talk about Marvel. If you want to feel like you can be a superhero, if you want to feel like you can fly, if you want to feel like, you know, you're more than just a drug dealer or some prisonee or some, you know, a uh, person trying to run from ice. If you want to see stories like that, that, that the AMPTP doesn't think are valuable and necessary then you better fucking get on board because that's the first thing to go. It has been proven. It is happening right now. And like, again, and if you don't think that a lot of the shit that you want to see, like if you, fuck it, you want to see more white shit, Friends ain't on Netflix anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And they're doing that so that they don't have to pay those actors residuals anymore. Like, you know, come on. Sorry, I, that you can just listen. Just edit that back into the other question. No, this is you a, make it sound like we edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that whole time when it was dead air, we're leaving all that in there. Perfect. That's, that's how we bring in those big, big numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Cool. With that. With, that, without all that being said, I think we can move on to segment, right? Should we move sure. on to segment? Sure. The last segment, the TV and movie news. I, I had to shut because it was messing with sound. Oh. No, I had too much stuff plugged in, so I had a sound bit, and I don't know if this is the right one, so this might be another par for the course. Hold on to your butt. No, it's the right one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the uh, I, I have a four-month-old at home now, so you know, and – I feel like nothing good has been in theaters for a very long time until right now. Now I want to see everything. Like it's only been superhero movies for like ever. And I, I'm not a big superhero movie person. I think they're very similar. Um, so I haven't like, I've always wanted to go to the movies, but there's just nothing to see. But then now like Meg two is out <laughs> up in high, the big out. ones, <laughs> you know, I, I really yeah. only want to see Meg two at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I yeah, because I also I'm like, wait, when did we get so interesting? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there's a lot. So I want to see that. There's. A, you just said you saw a movie, didn't you? I uh, I just saw Spider Man, uh, the new oh, one. Oh right. Um, which, As I'm like, ah, oh, I don't care about superhero movies. I just saw Spider Man. <laughs> I, honestly, if it's an animated movie, I'll I'll watch it. I almost went into animation personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then I realized this sucks. <laughs> Whoa, it really fucking sucks. And if we want to talk about an industry that is so toxic and not unionized, oh totally, oh, yeah. My gentleman caller literally was just like he fucking went to school during mm-hmm. the pandemic because he was like, I want to be a computer animator. Um, did it graduated fucking um uh, what's when you're the number one in your class in college? I oh, valedictorian. Yeah. yeah. He graduated valedictorian, got a job immediately. I think did it for a year, and it killed his soul. It killed his soul, and he completely rerouted and does he does he is the manager at a very fancy movie theater now. Whoa. Oh, nice! I almost tried to apply for that job since I don't have work in the industry anymore. <laughs> I wasn't qualified. <laughs> like we need somebody that knows about movies and likes movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, and it's funny. That's another thing because I. Oh God, I hope I'm not stripped of my union membership. I just saw. I double featured uh, Monday. I think um, theater camp and talk to me. Mm. Um, both indies, I think, and I hope. Yeah. Um, because I also was a very bad union member, and I saw the very famous, like, the double. It's They're so famous. They had one name together, and a lot of pink yep. was both. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. You, you saw them both. Pink, pink explosions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I saw them both. I'm not proud of it, but I want to be happy. Um, I haven't, <laughs> and I really, I really, I, I think I'm just planning for them to come out at this point. I, I'm, yeah, I get that. I'm yeah. going to try to see them. I mean, I... I uh, after after the strike's over <laughs> absolutely yes <laughs> no i mean i mean i think it's uh, uh greta greta gerwich greta, right yeah like fantastic director it's your wig your wig you, you fucking insane person what is happening in your yeah. mouthful yeah bran i even looked come over. on bran <laughs> i even looked over you said yeah <laughs> i really hope this is my favorite like long game running bit yeah <laughs> i love it so much oh, oh. no <laughs> we're done talking <laughs> this is how we feel about this um, he's like well greta greenwich um is <laughs> by the way that's not her name don't say it like that <laughs> <laughs> but that's another thing that maybe people can do to support you know maybe maybe reroute your your movie going um, funsies and, and try to see more indie features, like truly indie features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, uh, Talk to Me looked really good. I was definitely like down to see that. Yeah, um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, huge um, horror like aficionado. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Which is why I knew how to say Blumhouse. <laughs> um, but I like all my on the paychecks. Were- it looked like Bloomhouse. <laughs> Um, like all my tattoos are horror movie based. Like I, I wrote papers on horror movies in college. Oh um, yeah, I got Evil Dead too. Fuck uh, yeah, I have. I don't know. You probably. <laughs> I don't want to make it weird. I don't want to make it weird. But um, <laughs> I will show I, uh, one more. I got, I got Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a oh! Doctor Frankenfurter's boss tattoo. Fuck yes! Yeah. You know I played Magenta. Oh, you in, did. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. oh, that's. I, I always thought it like um they used to do like uh theater stuff back in high school and I was like 
if I could have gotten a, a chance, like Frankenfurter obviously would have been awesome, but like Riff Raff, uh, Riff Raff was always, I think, my favorite. The master is having a rather extravagant affair. I love that you quote it. Um, that's, you know, that's a, that's our podcast number two. We'll just geek out on horror movies. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but Talk to Me was, I don't know, it was it started out so strong and amazing. And then it kind of jumped the shark for me. And mm. I have such, like, I have loved, if it is a, if it even, if, if there's a whiff of the word horror, I will see it. Yeah. So I've seen all the dookie that is out there. If it is dookie and it has the word, it just, if it just starts with H-O, I will see it. Well, this is good because Grant and I are planning on writing a, a horror film pretty soon. Oh, yeah. That's going to be bad. It's going to be. I'm going to see the fuck out of it. Oh, man. We're hoping you're going to be in it. Oh, I mean, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> are you talking about, are you talking about pornography or pornography? That's right up my alley. I'll, I will, uh, I will direct you to the beginning of the podcast where I told you I went to college. Oh, to yeah. Study. I mean, it's great. Uh, the the quick the quick summary is it's it's an old a guy who made snuff films and one of the girls that he kills in the snuff film comes back and completely haunts and annihilates the entire um, crew crew the entire yeah crew. the entire snuff film crew. I love that because that actually sounds more like Korean and like Italian <laughs> horror. Oh yeah. I have been longing, y'all. I came this close, speaking of Blumhouse, I came this close to not only one, but like two. You mean Blumhouse? You know what? That's on me. That's on me. I've been saying I, I want to do horror so badly, and that they just don't want me. That's not, I had one opportunity, but it was, it was I was going to play, you know, a fucking an immigrant woman running from ice. And I, I just... Uh. I'm not trying to live that life. I nah. don't want to play. You won't be that I, I in us. Wanna... You will be uh, a quality prostitute in, in ours. I'll be doing some mad method acting. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be murdering the fuck out of some people. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I just, you know, I, it's, was, it's just been hard. It's been hard to like carve out a career where I'm not, you know, a prisoner or a drug dealer or a narco or, right. you know, or a woman running from ice or I've just, or a maid again, no shade to folks who do that. That's just not the, you know, I mean, from what hard. I've seen, you did a pretty good job. And I, I mean, I, we're not promoting it, but twisted metal was such a fun game when I was a little kid and I play it nonstop. I will say I was actually, I played more instead of twisted metal. I played more vigilante, which was also a car Kill him, kill him oh game. really yeah vigilante eight i never played mm-hmm. vigilante you get a ufo in it yeah no i love that and it's 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 a good time for us nerds you know like one of us preacher was one of the graphic novels that i oh my god so i read graphic novels growing up and i also read um so for a while i got twisted metal and heavy metal mixed up because heavy metal <laughs> i had a subscription to because like as a young <laughs> as a young like woman i didn't have access to porn but I could, I could watch, I could look at heavy metal, and there were metal. like, mm-hmm. there were ass and titties in heavy oh, yeah. metal. Yeah, <laughs> the A and T. Um, yeah, um, and so like, it's just, it's a wonderful, it's just such a shame that there's such aggro right now within right. our industry. Because I would love nothing more than to be able to, without guilt and without feeling like I'm taking food out of people's mouths, celebrate what I grew up with. You know, celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like celebrate the medium that I have been so lucky 
that has to some extent embraced me regardless of the kind of shithead that I am. <laughs> um, and it's so, it's hard to not have that right now. And to be able to celebrate the art of that job and like how good of a job of, of the work that you actually were able to put into it. Like you were amazing in it. So to not be able to like talk about it in something that you probably spent so long doing and working on <laughs> to, I mean, yeah. after watching it too, like you're, it's definitely not you as you, you are definitely a whole different character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And to me, I was like, y'all, I'm acting so hard. I promise. I'm acting so hard. But I can't, you know, I, it's just, it's like, it's, and it's, there are worse things in the world. You know, I'm very lucky. I can afford my health insurance. I have a house. I have a roof over my head. I have people who love me. Um, there are worse things. Um, but I'm proud of my job. I'm proud of the thing that I got to do that would be a wonderful way to celebrate with different communities. And I can't celebrate with those communities right now. You know what? Well, I can't celebrate yeah. with the makeup artists who did it and the, and the, right. and the insane like props people. And I can't, I can't go to my first comic con and like right. hang out with people right. who think it's fun and be like, what's your favorite part? Like, that's why I do this. Cause I get to play make believe I get to not be my fucking weird ass introverted self. And I get to be people and wear clothing that I would never, I'm not the most cool person and the most like, you know, again, little miss sunshine. And so I never would have thought I'd be that people would want to talk to me on podcasts and shit like that. But I get to be that in my job. Yeah. And so for right now, I just have to be me and I like me, but like, it's so much more fun to, to get to be cool people <laughs> yeah no we'll have to have you back on so we can talk about it when this is all over and we can talk about crossbow shooting and semi-truck driving and stuff <laughs> um we like to end most the most recent episodes by are you a nick cage fan i should ask a nick nicholas cage if you're nasty yeah <laughs> well we've been trying to pretty much hold on let me see share screen we've been trying to rate in order like all of his movies it's it's been it's been a process yeah so we we were gonna try to just knock it out within a couple episodes but that turned out to be really hard and those were we, so we did like two we did like two like three hour episodes on it and we still couldn't even brush the surface so i'm gonna show you what we got right now and we're we're gonna go through and we're gonna at least add another one to the list so let me know if you can see this. Uh, yeah. Can you scroll? Yes. And I can. That's it. Oh. That's all we've gone through. The stuff on the bottom is the ones we haven't rated yet. Yeah. So this is everything we rated, and here it goes. And it, it, I've noticed this with Nick Cage. A lot of his movies are incredibly debatable, so it's shifted around a lot by every guest that we've had and and just us, people who fight strong enough. But um, I want you to pick a movie from this list down here that you like and have seen, and we can add it to the list. <laughs> Ooh, but it, I mean, but it has to be like what I think is good, right? It could be anything. Yeah. We've if you want to talk about how bad one was or what, just if anything resonated, because actually some Aunt of the Bully. bad ones are Aunt more Bully, fun to talk about. Uh, Ant Bully wasn't as bad as he made it out the, to be, though. Our, our guest absolutely hated Ant Bully and just like, really just wanted to shit on it. We're like, okay, that's, that's fine. Yeah. 
Imagine having that much time on your hands that you're like, I have a real opinion on Nick Cage movies. <laughs> well, Not y'all too. I mean like well, debating. No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Our, our letterbox looks in, like an insane person right now. Yeah. We, I love how you two like gave me that, yeah, Deanne. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't, I can't imagine if you had opinions yeah, on like, like, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Not you two. Like, the, the dickhead who was like, I, I, I don't think your list is definitive. Um, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know i just think and i i think astro boy oh uh, oh i haven't ranked astro boy yet i think it needs to be on there because if you think about it you gotta be hot shit to like strip they strip you even of your face it's just your voice yeah i mean i i actually no, no, I, 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 no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up my. <laughs> it's I. I write reviews. Uh, we've actually. Uh, did you watch Astro Boy? I did. I did watch Astro Boy. Okay, I need to pull up my letterbox to see what I had to say about Astro Boy. We please do, please do. I follow an account on Instagram that's like bad movie reviews. Oh, and, uh, well, I you like... can't say that about Astro Boy. I mean, well, well, first no, of all, no. what was your opinion on Astro Boy? Oh no, I loved it. But I think my taste is probably suspect. I, I've already admitted to watching any and every horror movie that comes out. Okay, fair. Um, yeah, so was it Metro City, The Sky Robots? Um, mm-hmm. um, robots help people do everything, and then Nick Cage is their creator, mm-hmm. is the big doctor guy who created it. And then so he, he, he makes like the next crazy robot that's going to – like help humanity but then the owner the big um um what is it the what's who's the owner owner of amazon trying to oh jeff see, bezos like, the jeff bezos type guy was like nah they're gonna be war creatures we're gonna have them do that and then his son gets stuck in the thing with the robot and it starts freaking out and then it explodes and kills his son so that's the that's that's the spoiler alert by the way <laughs> well, no. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't need to see it now. Yeah. Now nobody wants to see it. So Nick Cage secretly makes Astro Boy, who is a complete replica of his son. Um, but then after like a little bit of having him, he uh, realizes it's not my son. And then he kind of gets um, kicked down to the, the weird uh, renegade robot uh, trash land down below, which is like Earth. Mm-hmm. Um and then he meets a bunch of other robots, uh, and they pretty much come and help save the day when the big giant robot escapes and starts to destroy their city. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. Sam Jackson plays an enormous robot named Zog. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. Uh, uh, Nathan Lane is is the the guy that's trying to get all the robots to kill each other in the, like like uh, arena style down I in the mis- I missed that. You yeah, missed I that? Well, no, I missed I missed it's that he was I didn't know, but I I'm just going to stick with I forgot that <laughs> I'm sure if you name like three other names I'll be like, "Nah, prove it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look this up. I just like, "Oh, yep, that's Sam Jackson." <laughs> so now in your Rolodex. I mean, you know when Nathan Lane's voicing characters, Nathan Lane. He doesn't have a lot of range. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he really don't. Yeah, at the end. Oh, oh. Did at, you see him in Angels in America? No. No. He, yeah, he was actually quite like he was like a whole, a whole other. It was quite. It was lovely. It's not a mood lifter though. Maybe don't watch it. This fair, <laughs> right? This one is. Um, 
it ends how he uh, Astro Boy sacrifices himself uh, to save the city by flying into the into the core of the giant beast. It blows up. The president gets arrested. Astro Boy is dead, but luckily they gave him some of his blue core from Zog, who comes back and revives him. Happy ending. Before the movie ends, alien spaghetti monster attacks, and Astro Boy has to go and attack him as the credit rolls. That's the. Classic. Yeah. Classic story. So really. my actual review, though, is this is a really cute movie. No Nick Cage freakouts, which I think always gives him a couple level ups because most of his movie he has a, a big freakout into it. Um, but um, I think it's in the rank of Disney movies. Um, it has deep, sad death. Um, they, I mean, they kill off a 13-year-old boy, for God's sakes. And if you feel bad for the yeah, robot because the kid, world is real. Because the world is yeah. real. And if you feel bad for the robot kid in, in kind of ways that artificial intelligence did, um, it really is the perfect mix of, like, Big Hero 6 and the movie AI. I think it's, yeah. it, it's pretty much I that. Liked it. I, I liked it a lot when I saw it. I mean, you know, again, questionable judgment. but I give it four out of five stars. Yeah, Team Mikey. Yeah, uh, Grant. Um, I give it two and a half stars. Two and a half wow. stars. Yeah. I thought I knew you. Man. <laughs> uh, all right. Here, here's my honest opinion. Uh, pretty bland animated kids movie. <laughs> there feels to be a, a very little consequence for the decisions made in the movie, and the villains feel silly. Um. I will say little Doc- consequence. They kick him out, and then he has to go spend life on Earth. I don't know. It just it didn't feel like like I don't know. Uh, I guess Brandon talk d- about thirteen year old kids. You've I obviously st- never been abandoned as a kid, Grant. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> oh, so you're not a child of divorce, Grant? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I said uh, Doctor Tenma's story arc is the most interesting. Okay. Um, well, the, the, I, I thought he, he actually Nick had Cage. good range and character in it. Like for a Nicolas Cage movie, he saved it. I thought, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think I'll we. I, I. I. Somewhere in B. Where. Where would we put it? Um, I'd put it in either okay or decent. Well, yeah. Well, where in B? I'd oh, put it above Crudes. Um. Just barely. Oh, uh, not Crudes Two. Crudes Two is an A. I'd, I'd put Crudes above above Astro Boy. Really? Yeah. You don't want to be happy. I, I just believe you don't want to be happy. Diani, where would you put <laughs> I am a miserable person. Well, number one, I think that Renfield is way too low on the list. There's but... been a lot of debate there. <laughs> I know. You mo- I remember how I was talking shit about that other dude who had monster opinions and now i'm like well <laughs> where where would you put renfield Actually, astro boy <laughs> i mean i would make i would put in a great and great. i would put it i would put it after i would put it before birdie uh, i don't i i would put it before i i, I don't mind putting it before face off i don't think i put it before birdie have you seen birdie birdie's fantastic no but i didn't i wasn't the biggest fan of him in face off so I, I get that. Yeah, I would, I would put him in front of Face Off. I would yeah, put it after Birdie. I mean, Grant, really, he's the one that's here every time, too. He has to <laughs> the big approval. I would approve putting it there, but it's Grant. I would put it above Gone in 60 Seconds for sure. Okay, so is that our compromise? 
top of the list here. I don't know if I'd put it in a great movie. All right. Well, you got it moved up one. That's that's still pretty good. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Renfield or Astro Boy? Renfield. Oh, Renfield. Um, Did you just say you would put Astro Boy above Renfield? I will no. fist fight you. <laughs> um, actually, I, I wouldn't mind. I liked Renfield. I had a lot of fun with Renfield. I thought it was a fun movie. We can movie. put it in great if you want. I don't. I don't mind though. I I just I wasn't a huge fan of Aquafina's character. I don't. I wasn't a huge fan of the blatant like dead bodies piling up. I, I, I did like the action sequences. I like the slapstick gore. I think that's yeah. what I even said in my comment was you don't see a lot of movies that do that. You know, it's either like you know over the top gore or you know. All right. Like well, it's, it's it feels do you, so. Do you want to put it here then? Uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. There we go. All right. Fucking what? i didn't get to be first female chief justice of the united states supreme court but this is a close second yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's a nice consolation prize i know yeah and astro boy where do we want to sit astro boy in then i'm good with it being i'm good right there yeah sure (laughs) i mean yeah because you would just go down further all right That's locked for now, then. Wait, I just, I, just a quick question. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought we were. It was just Nick Cage's performance in it because I agree, Aquafina was a little Duke in Renfield. I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, are we? So we're talking the whole movie, not his, not Nick Cage's performance in the movie. Okay, so it's it's a weird thing down the line to where Nick Cage. We, we haven't built defined the science. They, so so yeah yeah, but the the whole the the movie as a whole. Go is a factor, but Nick Cage's performance is also an equal factor into it. I see, I see. Then I also just want to say I think Season of the Witch is a little low, but I will take what I can get. Oh, you ain't getting that one. <laughs> Actually, I got, I got a question. What do you think of Mandy? Oh, no, I do not want to talk about Mandy. I did not. I can't. I hated it so much. And again, really? I'll watch any horror movie. I hated it. I do want to so know your opinion on Mandy. Yes. <laughs> I thought you'd be on my side for this one. <laughs> because I don't I don't feel like it I don't feel like it picked a lane. Like are you kind I'm the of same a, way. Horror, like, are you a horror comedy a little bit or is it just that he didn't like really like delve into that world or you Right. I was it was a mess. That's what I said. I said you know what I would have liked the movie a lot better if it just started halfway through and just went over. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really it's hard for me to buy into him. When I don't feel like, like let's, hey, I'm, a, I'm a take, I'm a be real right now. Yeah. I can't buy in if you don't buy in. Yeah. So does that mean we can drop it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely oh, phenomenal. No. I've seen it like, well, I've been fighting for it. Um, but if you like, if, if, if you did, you have you seen, have you seen Willy's Wonderland? If you like bad horror movies. I, it, I don't. Oh my god! I'm so ashamed. I think it's possible I haven't. Ooh. You should watch it, Nick should Cage. I mean, it's it's like Five Nights at Freddy's. I just saw the trailer for that. Um, but it's before that <gasps> the movie. Anyway. Yes. Speaking of games. Yes. So he he goes into like like he breaks down in a town where the only way to get his car fixed is to work in this old like abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, and he goes in. Nick Cage doesn't have a line in the entire movie. It's just looks and stuff, and then he just starts like. All the all the animatronic characters are are demonic, and they just start attacking him one by one. And without like flinching, Nick Cage just starts taking them out one by one, and just going back to cleaning the place. 
I love it. It's I awesome. love it. Give me all the blood, all the gore. I am not squeamish. Well, in this one, it. it's not as much blood as it is oil. Yeah, he's, he's ripping rips, apart rips. the robot. <laughs> all right. Wait, it's still good. Cool? It's still good. Um, What's the name? It's w- Willy's Wonderland. All right, we'll lock this for now. Um, th- thank you so much for yeah, hanging you. out with us today. This has been awesome. We, like, again, we're gonna have to have you on again when it's when all this is over. <laughs> I would love that. What a fun time! I love it when a pod like I don't know because there's so much you know imposter syndrome in here. Um, I like it when it just you know we talk about shit that I like to talk about because when I talk <laughs> about the strike, I'm like, no, I know a lot about it and I've done a lot of homework, but. I just always second guess myself. And then you ask the question of how can people support? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot better when we can. I mean, we get drunk a lot of times before the strike and we just, we just rattle, just have guests from set and just keep talking about movies and fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it, it can go off the rails sometimes, but uh, we like it that we way. We absolutely have to have a horror movie podcast. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, is there anything you want to plug? I know you can't plug anything that you're showing or in right now, but I know I can't. I can't. Um, there's a certain streamer. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Um. Yeah. I. Um. Uh. Like I said, you know, talk to me. I think is a worthy watch. You know, theater camp. I think is fun if you're if you're a nerd. Uh. But also, if you're in if you're in Georgia or in the savannah georgia area i'm about to start rehearsals for a one-woman show oh nice (laughs) um yeah that's exciting um and besides that i think if if you have the money to give to the um entertainment community fund i know a lot of people that would love that and if you're if you're heading out to the movies you know maybe be a bit more um a, a bit more intentional about trying to see indie films and besides that, I got nothing. Right on. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you all for listening in. We're part of the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Um, you can check out all of our brother shows. My actual brother show is the Plunge Podcast. You can check out the Hood Diner. You can check out Angry Dad Podcasts. What do you call it? It's <laughs> my volatile and angry stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different show, but. <laughs> Uh, you check out the untrained eye creatures of the night uh simmons and more podcast check all those out at innercirclepn.com um you could also check us out failing hollywood um on all the socials we used to have a phone number i think oh man we we should start pushing that that we, we still have a phone number we still have a phone number but we have those flyers that we never put up that i made the graphic for for the best we were just gonna we were gonna set put up a bunch of flyers around hollywood with like the little phone numbers attached that said uh what was it? It was the best impressions contest. Yeah, best impression. We just wanted to see what kind of weirdos what... we call this random number. Fuck <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, and the only and weirdo was, was your brother. Your brother. <laughs> he kept doing impressions where he was like, "It was my impression of Jack Nicholson." Hey, it's me, Jack Nicholson. And he called like ten times. Yeah. And did like the same thing. Yeah. I'm from The Shining. Yeah, I'm from The Shining. Hey. <laughs> So yeah, that's some bullshit I would do. Yeah. <laughs> so once we start actually get motivated to put up those flyers, we'll we'll keep this contest going. We'll go again. Um, but yeah, this has been Failing Hollywood. Until next week. <laughs>